Mabuhay! And welcome to Tabi Tabi Podcast, a show where we explore the fascinating and often mysterious folklore of the Philippines. I'm your host, Ethan, and today's episode is going to be a mini-compilation of five short episodes I've uploaded on YouTube. These are creatures that in my research only had a little info. Now you might be confused, what's with the compilation all of a sudden? It's honestly because I didn't finish the third episode on time, so instead of leaving you with nothing for Saturday, I thought I'd just upload some mini-episodes that I posted on YouTube. Because yes, we actually have a YouTube channel. I just realized that I don't advertise it properly on the podcast, but we do. It's the same name, it's Tabby Tabby Podcast. You can find it on YouTube, obviously, and we update around Tuesday. We call it Tuesday Creature. The YouTube is the place where I upload the creatures that I found during my research with a little info. So if you want to listen, settle in my dear listeners, and let's begin. The Bungisngis The Bungisngis is a Tagalog monster formed from the term ngisi, which means to smile, and is known as bulislis in Tayabas Quezon. This creature is characterized as a one-eyed behemoth with huge fangs and two tusks protruding from its mouth sides. It features a large top lip and a drooping lower lip, giving the mammoth a constant grin on its face. The bungisngis also has an excellent hearing. This creature's thighs are so long that his knees are two spans higher than his shoulders when he squats. He lives in the wilderness and hunts for prey with a club. He has a ravenous appetite for anything edible, including animals and humans as well as cooked meals. This beast possesses amazing strength. The bungisngis can pick up any animal as if it were a feather of a bird. And though regarded as a giant, this bungisngis is also described as dim-witted because you can easily confuse it making your escape easier when you encounter this creature. Tawong Lipod This creature has been etched in my mind since I was a child. This creature is well known in Bicol. And in Madame Eden Kainasayaw's book, Bicol Beliefs and Folkways, a Showcase of Tradition, it is described that Tawong Lipod is thought to have sprung from people who were not blessed. They are suspected of causing disease or death. And to appease the entity and be pardoned for your accidental rudeness towards them, a Tawong Lipod victim should sacrifice two chickens, one black and one white, or else suffer any bodily ailments. It is thought that this creature is invisible. And because people cannot see this creature, it is best not to throw or point at random spots or trees for fear of hitting the Taong Lipod, which will harm you. Additionally, whenever you pass by a random tree or go through the woods, you must announce your presence by saying Tabi-Tabi Po. Another description of this creature may be found in Mr. Maximo Ramos's book, Creatures of Philippine Lower Mythology. The Taong Lipod are said to be sylphs in Bicol folklore and handmaidens of a moon deity. They are thought to be slender and lovely young youths who can fly and throw gusts of winds upon anyone who do mischief. They are also referenced in the epic Ibalong, where one of the heroes is thought to be descended from them. 
The kantanod or kantanod is an aswang that appears and acts normally. However, when it sees a pregnant lady, something clicks in its brain and they follow the pregnant woman home, where it would sit hidden outside or sneak inside unseen. It would hide in the shadows by transforming into a pitch black shape and sniffing the scent of the unborn child. Yes, you heard that right. It sniffs the unborn child from the mother's womb and when the kantanod or kantano departs, the baby inside the victim's womb also departs, causing the mother great agony and bleeding. It is assumed that the kantanod is not physically present but uses its astral body to transport the fetus away. Unfortunately, that's all I know of this creature. I'm not sure if they also have the ability to interact with humans in a normal basis or just lurk and look for victims. Though from what I understand and in my theory, it's possible that they look humans and interact with humans so it's easy for them to blend in the community and hunt for their victims, follow them home, and sniff their unborn child away. Kudu-kudu. The kudu-kudu is a creature named because of the sound it creates while walking. This creature is found in Beagle folklore. This is an unseen creature accompanied by mosquitoes. It is always dirty and likes to stay in the dark, damp, and unused spaces below the floorboards of the house. With that being said, the kudu-kudu frequents the kitchen and scours for salt to eat. The kudu-kudu is described in another account as a little spherical or egg-shaped creature with very small eyes. Its limbs are the size of a needle. It has a brown jar-like body and prefers to remain inside damp jars. It can be found in grasslands as well as deep in the forest. And when the kudu-kudu is injured, it has the ability to harm people. It causes one to shiver with a high fever. Now how would we be able to harm a kudu-kudu if it's so small? My theory would be is that you accidentally stepped on it because it's so small. So, the next time you notice a swarm of mosquitoes congregating in one location, be careful because there might be a kudu-kudu there. The Ilongot people, residing in the southern Sierra Madre and Caraballo Mountains on the eastern side of Luzon, approximately 90 miles northeast of Manila, believe in a mystical creature known as the Lampong. This gnome or dwarf can transform into a white deer to protect the real deer. Both the Ilongots and Ilocanos refer to him by this name. The Lampong is described as a humanoid standing two feet tall, wearing a distinctive two-peaked cap. It possesses bright yellow eyes positioned closely together and sports a long beard. Some also portray him as an elderly man of short stature who resides in the forests and fields. His primary role is that of a guardian and shepherd of wild deer. He has the power to transform himself into a deer, becoming motionless and seemingly unattainable when hunters attempt to shoot at him. 
Once the hunters fail in their pursuit, the deer escapes and the lampong reverts to its original form, stepping away from the hunters while exhibiting an ancient aura. However, if a hunter manages to wound the lampong while it is in its animal form, they will incur the wrath of the dwarf. The offender, or the hunter, will experience severe illnesses that renders them bedridden. They would rapidly lose weight until their bodies become more skin and bones, ultimately resulting in death. That concludes the special episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about the creatures today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Or you can always become a Patreon member and get cool benefits. Just head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. Or you can also donate via GCash. Information will be listed on the description. Once again, thank you so very much to my patrons and to you, my dear listeners. Thank you for continuously supporting the podcast. And I hope you're still learning some new stuff here. Please stay safe. This has been Ethan. Thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast. Join me next time to discuss more Philippine creatures. Bye!